Cradeline Network. Let's My name is Connor. Looks like my friend Fox. It's the 286th episode of Space Winner 2000. God. That's right. God, damn. getting up there. Now it's a podcast where we try to make sense of the UK's own galaxy's greatest comic, 2000 AD. As Americans saying these taglines, and we do it one month of progs at a time. But this time, we've at last reached the end of 1993 in oh. our timeline of comics. So Thank God. It's time to do our traditional episode of a, with a retrospective of the year in thrills. You know, we're talking about this previous year of 2000 AD to help that conversation. We're going to give out awards for various categories. It's time once again for the Spinnies. Guess what, Conrad? I got some fast facts for you. You ready for this? Yeah. You yeah. about this? All right, listen, Conrad. Mm-hmm. To inaugurate this '93 Spinnies, yes. you know, I, as I do, I go back and I comb through everything that we've looked at yeah. and read. And it's, uh, the, you know, it's the fifteenth Spinnies, I should mention. You yeah. know, whatever. And so, you know, I, I'm a bit of an old hand at this, and I, I've gotten to a point where I can very quickly categorize these things. Nice. Um, and so, part of that allows me to to uh, kind of introduce some information to you. For example, Conrad, did you know that we had around 75 thrills this year that we read individually? Oh, my gosh. So, you know, uh, Judge Dredd counts as one, even though we've had many of them. Um, or, excuse me, sorry. Each one of Dredd's one-offs and things like that oh. count as one. But if, okay. if it goes on for three or four progs, that, that still counts as one It contains story, right? So we've had seven stories or 75 stories altogether. This includes things like... Um, you know, Tharg's Halloween Creepers or whatever it's called. Terror Tales. <laughs> Terror yeah. Tales. There we go. Um, and so uh, I'm going to I'm going to hit you with some information. I'm going to I'm going to do some questions with you. OK. Yeah. I got a need. So, to, I, I got a need to answer these questions, Fox. Yeah, I'm no, thrill so, I'm thrill <laughs> minoring so you can throw master here. OK. So are you ready for your first question? Yes. How many uh, of what percentage of those 75 thrills were Judge Dredd stories? Ooh, 20%. 34.6%. Woo, all right. All right. Now, um, a little bit more of a controversial one. Uh, mm-hmm. Based on my scientific research, mm-hmm. um, what percentage of uh, those uh, of those thrills that we've read this year mm-hmm. fall into, like, the hell yeah category? Like, these were really, really good. For context... Robo Hunter took up five percent of the thrills this year. <laughs> well, there were a couple Robo Hunters. Uh, hell yeah, I would say maybe. I mean, this is of course very subjective, but I would say maybe fifteen percent. You are so close. Thirteen percent were ranked Ooh. in the hell yeah category by yours truly. Um, and so, what I really mean to say is that I'm not going to be talking about ninety-seven percent of the thrills we read. <laughs> Excuse me, eighty-seven percent. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I mean, so, I think. Yeah, I uh, what I what I what I do want to preface this is this is not me saying that uh, all of that was necessarily bad. Some of them went into like the Judge Dread generalist category. Some of them went into the like meh, they were fine, but whatever. Yeah. Um, 
so, you know, and, and this isn't me saying all of this stuff was bad. It's mostly me saying that, uh, you know, it's uh, our 15th spinnies and I get to be, uh, you know, very selective with what's good at this point, especially because it wasn't all that hard. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I think generally our spinny discussions, you know, many years they focus on, you know, four or five Actually, sometimes even fewer than that thrills, mm-hmm. like the the real top ones. I mean, I'll mention, you know, last in the 92 spinnies for the, the, our, oh, our previous year when, when Button Man sw- swept everything, basically. Oh, yeah. I think, you know, a lot of that spinnies is just us saying how much we like Button Man, basically. <laughs> and <laughs> well, I, I mean, it was very good. And it was also 92 was was a rough one, man. I mean, they they're I mean, it's been rough ones for a while, I think, you know, and we're very much in this early not in, in this early to mid 90s storm right now, you know, like where sort of what we're finding when, you know, when stuff's good, it's generally going to be hidden gem kind of good or like it's just a, it's a, it's the least collected era of 2000 AD and graphic novels. Yeah. Or uh, collections and stuff like that. It's very much, um, yeah, just this teenager trying to find its way in the world and stuff. Yeah, and I, and I will say, you know, of that, you know, that thirteen percent, I, you know, this this is about ten for me, and I try to give them a rotation in these at different stages, right? Like each one for me, these these ten represent, I think, uh, what was the most fun about this year, and they came at sure. different stages. There was never one particular month that just had all the heavy hits, you know. Absolutely, yeah. That's something I think I think I want to talk about when we get to sort of uh, uh, what the best year was. I guess, um, yeah. Just about the uh, about the structure of of this year. I guess of the um, of 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 nineteen ninety three. I think it's got there's some really interesting sort of like putting a comic together insights um, that came with this year that I think will be lessons that to that the editors of two thousand eighty will learn sort of going forward. Yeah, absolutely. I, and, you know, again, uh, other than that, uh, when I found out that Robo Hunter represented 5% of this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was it. a couple varieties of Robo Hunter, right? Because there was like, there was a, there was a, that um, Peter Hogan, Ryan Hughes one. Uh, I think there were two Mark Miller ones, I want to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the ace of slades one which had like the reality jumping that was there for just a second and then there was that ron smith one and stuff there was one at at nearly every quarter of this year (laughs) they happen a lot yeah yeah serial stunners was in 93 oh bad times bad times with the robo hunter but speaking of the good times yeah yeah yeah. let's get to these dang awards fox tired of not giving out these awards and listen in these awards, I have to pr- I have to uh, guarantee that there'll be no fisticuffs or, or, or open hand slaps in the course of the award show. All right? No, ab- absolutely. It's just going to be kisses and hugs on the butt. That is a. If you're listening to this in the future, that is a reference to Will Smith uh, slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars three months oh, before gosh. this episode was recorded. I mean, listen. <laughs> this is already dated. Got to say it though. <laughs> anyway. Let's get started. Award one, best art. Fuck, what's your top art? Oh, and I should mention also, just in general, 
you know, for me, I think it's really important just to say that all of these things can cover as large or as small categories as you want. It's an age to conversation. So, you know, a, someone, yeah. a year of someone's work, a panel, anywhere in between, I think, is, is fine for art and writing and thrill and all that stuff. Uh, so I'll tell you what, Conrad, I've got um, I've got four in this category, right? Ooh, uh, with with a clear winner on top, I think. Um, All right. So uh, my fourth runner up goes, or third runner up, I guess, goes to Book of the Dead, which is uh, Dermot Power, yeah. and specifically, it's kind of this pyramid, the pyramid city shot, right? Like the crystalline mm-hmm. tower that was was the city itself was absolutely fucking beautiful. Yeah. And then <laughs> the 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 immortal mummy being ripped apart. <laughs> right in the uh, in in the recycle facility in Luxor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was so that was great. <laughs> Every detail I wanted. Immortal this baby. <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, that was a great. That's a that's <laughs> like especially art-wise that's a real fun story. Real interesting character design making these Egypt judges and and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then my second runner-up. Um, so I and I've I've honestly I I pair these quite a bit because they are connected. Is uh, both Purgatory and Inferno, Ooh, which were Carlos. At, yeah, Carlos really just did a lot of great work here. Again, just the for me, a lot of the visuals and aesthetic that you get from Purgatory is really great. Like what kind of fucking place it is. Um, mm-hmm. and then the, the other half with Inferno, especially at the end when it's just <laughs> brutal beating until an explosion, <laughs> it's, it's just very, totally. very good. So I, I mean, it's, it's Carlos Escara just taking a walk, just taking a nice little walk across the catwalk saying, yeah, I know how to do my shit. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Car- Carlos Escara very much one of the, I feel like one of these guys who shows up when everybody else is dropping in these like, you know, spending a, Ten like p- painting things, and it takes ten years to dry. Your shows up with the with a pencil and some and some ink and whatever. Just like, all right, <laughs> t- two minutes, I'm out of here. Here's a masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so my so my second place, the runner up, mm-hmm. first runner up, second first, yeah. first runner yeah, up yeah. Se- in second place. Yeah, yeah. Complicated uh, awards uh, number <laughs> is Chris Weston for Cannon Fodder, especially Ooh. and specifically God. <laughs> yeah. No, that that one image where God comes back and you just see him again. I always just think of that, uh, you know, living coexist bumper sticker. Of, yeah. Um, thing. It's so great for sure. It, it really it really just chewed up the entirety of every panel. <laughs> um, it just it was just a, a, a very well done just work of fiction. I think it was really elevated because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and top spot, you know. I don't think this should come as a surprise to everyone. Baby, it's fire kind. Nice. Warped out of control, completely, you know, just nuts. Um, beautiful, right? And then, especially as we get near the end, uh, terrifying. Mm. <laughs> right? And like, and you know, uh, uh, organic ships that are that are actually just a, a giant mountain god fish. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just, and just fucking things up. It was, it's, was absolutely beautiful. Um, the dragons specifically, very weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and, and I just loved it because it, it really, it created a world very visually while also telling that story without, it, 
by kind of identifying like, yes, these are weird things. This is kind of how they operate or the metaphysical reason that they exist. Right. Yeah. So just a just a really great story all around elevated by the art. Absolutely. Gets my first great job. uh, Paul Marshall. Now, Conrad, I've talked about art, but I want we to talk about art and specifically the uh, the part of we that is you. Will you please tell me what your top art is? Part of a collective, man. I'm not, you know, hive mind stuff. Um, yeah, listen, my art, I got three. Uh, nice. In third place for me, my second runner-up um, was uh, Mark Buckingham and Paul Marshall for Tyranny Rex. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, talking talking metaphysical, by the way. Yeah. I'd say especially Buckingham, actually. I really love his stuff in this Tyranny Rex story of just this, um, you know, the, there's all these running battles and these and this that crazy uh, Termagant bear monster and stuff oh. like that. <laughs> all of those crazy uh, different alien nuns running around. Oh, yeah. yeah. Each one very different, different personalities on top of it, you know. Yeah, really great stuff. Um my set, my first runner-up in, in second place actually is, is is the same as yours. It's Chris Weston for Cannon Fodder. Hell yeah! You know all of the all the landscapes in Cannon Fodder. These different um, you know hells and heavens and stuff were all really great. And just like all the all the caricature work in when you see Earth and all of these um, you know all the dead brought back to life and stuff like that. So there's a lot of like little celebrity cameos mixed around. Um, just the way he draws such a supercilious, like a uh, Holmes and a uh, Moriarty. Oh yeah. And then like little faces and jibes on things, his standard, really awesome demon work. And as we mentioned, um, you know, just the, his amazing God at the end, all really great. <laughs> um, and my first, but my first place winner is, uh, Glenn Fabry and Dermot power for slain demon killer. Oh Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean it's so so graphic. You know what I mean? Really great stuff. Um, you know he. Uh, this one has a lot of like pagan ceremonies. It's full of like all these like bodies and musculature running around and doing stuff. Um, and then these really fun, uh, uh, cool fight scenes and images of like death and destruction. All really great, great stuff from Fabian. I'm, I'm, I'm sad that he had to step away. Although Power, I think, is also really good at, in a with with a similar enough style that it's not a big um like like shift or whatever. It, like like yeah. it doesn't like like you can like one goes into another. I will say I talked. I, I actually um at the Lawless convention, I, I talked to Glenn Fabry about uh, uh, this comic and he sort of, he had a German trans, a German collection of it that we sort of flipped through a little bit. He mentioned cool. that there's this one um, like, there's <laughs> this one clenched ass of the earth goddess and he said that was his, <laughs> that was the ass of his girlfriend at the time, which I thought was pretty oh, excellent. awesome. <laughs> live, live modeling and whatnot. Absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, it was just really like, Really fun just to get slain back in the comic after it been gone for so long. Oh, and yeah. to get Fabry, who, you know, I think we, who I know I've definitely liked for a really long time, um, you know, even back to those old, uh, um, like the, uh, what was it called? Like the Tomb of Madness or whatever, the Choose Your Own Adventure Slain story that he wrote. Oh, um, yeah. Um, drew. Um, that was fun. Yeah, and just that, you know, he was the artist for that one along with CPU and very, like, you know, the, just nostalgic as well as telling a new story, which I think is a nice combination. 
Yeah, and I don't know. And that's it for best art. There was some. I think there was some really interesting art all this year. Honestly, Paul Marshall did a lot of stuff actually, um, and you know, I think every every section of the year had at least one really interesting thing. Like I, I think honorable mentions might also be like like Carl Critchlow doing some flesh stuff really really early in the oh, year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and then yeah, just other things along those lines. Just lots of lots of fun stuff. So let's talk to the other the 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 twin oxen that pulls forward the plow of thrill power, Fox. One one is art and the other is writing. And so I must ask you, what are your nominations (laughs) for Award Two Best Writing? Oh, buddy. I got another four. This is gonna be a common theme because I there is so much that I loved. Um, uh, for for my fourth p- place position, uh, mm-hmm. it's going to Mark Miller for Cannon Fodder. Nice. Um, I, I especially so at the beginning, it, you know, I think it was sort of a slow start, only because I I had made this assumption that it's just going to be this fucking war priest doing mm. doing shoot stuff, uh, mm-hmm. and you it really won me over, especially in in kind of your description of it, where Sherlock Holmes and Moriarty gay lovers go hunting God. Is just a very compelling narrative, right? Absolutely. Um, and you know, it, it it just really lived in itself a lot, especially you know, him thinking that he could go up against the devil, and he definitely couldn't. Um, right. And and you know, just the nice the nice twists and turns um, that that came along with that were really great. I was not expecting God to show up. No. <laughs> It's, it was definitely I, a surprise when it happens, for sure. Yeah, it was just like Jesus. He act, like he actually killed God. That's interesting. Um, and, and only to have God be like, "Lol, nope," <laughs> um, was was pretty good. Uh, so my uh, my third place position, uh, which it was it was hard for me not to put this higher because I loved it. Is Slaughter Bowl by John Smith. Um, this Slaughter Bowl was hilarious. Uh, you know, from um, God, why am I forgetting his name? The that meathead uh, from the very start of it. Still there, Conrad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mister Throat, I think was the, yeah. was the character's oh God. name. How could I forget that? Yeah, Mister Throat. So it was just my favorite character, even to the point where he's just like, "Bind me to the dinosaur, right?" And bind me. So it's just there, and you know, having this kind of wimpy character turn out to, you know, you know what's going to happen, right? But mm-hmm. just. Just how everything kind of progressed was just so Looney Tunes. It, it was wacky races by way of dinosaurs and lasers and guns and explosions. Uh, you know, just really, I felt like everything that I love from the pages of these comic books was shoved into one comic book. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, so second place, which should surprise no one, is Purgatory and Inferno together at last. Nice. Um, Again, uh, you know, Mark Miller and, and Grant Morrison, uh, again, just building out the, the world of um, of purgatory, just the jail itself, all of the characters in it and just how backstabbing and horrible they all are. They all just are evil and hate mm-hmm. each other. They all hate each other. They all basically want to kill each other, um, only then somehow fall in line under um under one man and then take an alien virus as a bomb to kill mega city one again was just like it it's again it's another it's not an epic it's a mini epic in my mind 
but it's yeah. it's a compelling one because it's just like Jesus, this just happened to them, you know. Um, and then you know, just holding holding everybody hostage, kicking out the judges, having to get back in and and beat the ever living shit out of him only to have him explode. It, it's just again, it's it's Judge Dread at I think his best outside of when he decides to beat the shit out of Batman, you know. Um, <laughs> For sure, just very fun. Uh, but my top spot, man. Goes to John Smith for Tyranny Rex for Deus Ex Machina. Um, I, you know, it. It's one thing to to like explain it through like this artwork that's obviously very very beautiful, but I, you know, kind of what what's up with Tyranny Rex and kind of finding out that you know she sort of subdued this part of her and then had like basically being forced to go back through it and and the. Uh, the subtext that isn't subtext about what what that means for right. her, yeah, the, um, the, the cost I, of that, yeah, yeah, it was just really uh, shocking. So I don't expect that out of a Tyranny Rex comic, mm-hmm. um, and I think it was a great way to kind of reinvigorate the character and bring her back. And baby, she's back, right? Like, yeah, uh, and I'm quite excited for what that means and and how the character plays out from there because I it was a very striking. Um, uh, story to read. Yeah, definitely. So uh, that's where I'm at. That's top place, baby. And Conrad, mm. uh, one half a plow does not plowing with a, or one half an ox with a plow does not yeah. a cow with a plow make. What is your cow plow story, etc.? Tell me that's your top, right. top yeah, stories. Got these, got these metaphors harder than you think. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of writing, I guess. Jesus. Um, my second runner-up is Pat Mills for Legend of Shamana at the start of the year and then Slain Demon Killer. Oh, nice. I think both of these stories really play um, with the concept of what it is to be a good guy in these comics, you know? Um, I think, you know, Shamana with just sort of transferring, like, human, like you know, siding with dinosaurs against humanity. Yeah. And then... From sort of stand, you know, and then with the with the poor against the rich and stuff like that, I think is all very interesting. Absolutely. A good version of, I think, the politics that that Mills especially brings brings to his writing with this stuff um, in, in these comics, which I think is is pretty cool. And, you know, more than you might expect for, again, just cowboys versus dinosaurs, you know, (laughs) and then um Similarly with Demon Killer, just this idea of Slain, you know, being the a warrior for the Earth Goddess. And that means invading Roman towns and killing every man, woman and child <laughs> there, you know. Yeah. And like, what does that mean? And, and, you know, when we when we idolize these characters, what or historical figures, especially like what does that what are we actually idolizing? You know, what are these characters actually doing? And I think that's important to remember as well. You know, absolutely. I mean, we, we sometimes get lost in how cool Judge Dredd is and forget that he's a Hitler. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, we get, you know, you get, get too booty blind by your earth goddesses and <laughs> fights, literally booty blind, I guess, and fights with, uh, with a uh, blue dudes that you don't forget that, you know, when you stack up 50 heads and don't think it too many, you know, <laughs> there's people yeah. that those heads were attached to, buddy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Um, my my first runner up in second place, I've got Grant Morrison for Purgatory. I I'm not oh, a yeah. huge. I didn't like Inferno all that much. I guess I get. I am. Um, I I I talked about it at the time, but it just felt like dread just kind of dreads up towards the end, and that's it. And I wish there had been a little bit more plotting for some mm. way that that turns the tide i guess as opposed to dread just kind of taking his shirt off and grabbing a bat <laughs> and that was all he needed you know yeah no i hear you what just whatever visceral meat slapping i i will yeah. say purgatory is the the better third of the yeah. entirety right yeah and i but and i'll definitely agree with you that i really like to just sort of seeing more about what it's like on the prison moon of titan mm-hmm. and you know i love I've said this before, like for Harry 20 and stuff, but I, I love prison stories and oh, just yeah. really think that that is a, you know, that environment is one that is really, you know, heightens tension and can really, cre- you know, if you sort of go into it, can really create some interesting stories, you know, again. Oh, yeah, it can be very character driven, you know? Yeah. You know, I would not like to be in prison and no. I would like people in real life prison to have non-dramatic stays, you know, but... um. <laughs> For storytelling, I'm a big fan of it. Absolutely. <laughs> and that takes me to my number one for best writer. And buddy, it's John Smith for Slaughter Bowl. Oh, yes. I'm so glad it did make it to the top from one of us. It's so here's good. What I, here's what I like about Slaughter Bowl. All right. It's the stages of the story. And he over, this is over to just just 10 progs. It's very it's, yeah. it's not that long. You know, you sort of you start feeling really bad for uh, for Stanley Modest, right? You feel like, oh, everybody's down on him seemingly for oh. no reason. He's <laughs> oh, framed yeah. for these murders and he's sort of forced to enter into this death game. And then you start learning about the death game and it's this really hilarious like uh, sports commentary about things. Yeah. And you learn that it's got dinosaurs and like sponsorship deals and weird clone babies and things like that. Yeah. Know, really it all. There's this, place. yeah, there's this character of Mr. Throat. Who's at once like oh, murderous, but also strangely charismatic and stuff like that. I um, mean, he can sell, so he could sell you a product. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And then the game starts and it's just this like balls, the wall, like near stream of consciousness, just like series of, of, of actions and motivations and like, you know, jumping around in like desperate combat. And then you get to the turn and first everybody just starts dying. And like you say, like Mr. Throat demands to be grafted onto his T-Rex and Stanley's nearly dead and all that kind of stuff. And then you realize that what's pushing him on is the fact that he did do these crimes. Oh, yeah. He is, he is this murderer. A and really, and not a, not like a, oh, it was like some murder. It was like, like a lots lot. of it, including his own kids and stuff, you know? Um, and so that you get to this end and it's this triumph of evil, basically, you know, that you, you, you're like, like, like just as a serial killer might appear kind and, and lovable it's to draw their victims in, you yourself have been drawn in by this killer and felt bad about him until he reveals himself and it's too late, you know? And My- I really think that's really amazing. And through it all, there's this, you know, 
newscaster commentary stuff that I think is really funny and these little asides you know the whole commentary about Stanley's dead basically dead wife that gets oh you man know, restored to health love. and leaves him immediately you know, yeah. for, for the doctor who made her beautiful you know yeah. that was great all this um and it's just a really great just like concentrated allotment of stories and that's all you need it never comes back and it's just a really great a great great stuff absolutely God, such a good choice uh, god i'm glad a sports comic got up there well, I mean, I, I would in I would say both both Slaughter Bowl and and Mean Arena this year are sort of sports comics, but they're sports comics where the sport has is sort of built around like the only rule is there is no there are no <laughs> rules. So it's a it's a different it's a different beast than say the arrow balls oh, of our sure, past. Sure. You know, I, listen, it's a it's a sliding scale that you can use, and for whatever reason, I just love sci fi. Uh, yeah, uh, no, I think it, yeah, it's, it's, it's just such a fun. weird niche that I think you and I have discovered together that I love. I mean, I think honestly, kind of like prison stories, it's another one of these pressure cooker kind of situations. You know, you're in the game and the game like presents its own challenges, but then but, but it's but a it's literal brief, ticking clock you know? sometimes, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's definitely fun. I think it definitely yeah, just provides an interesting structure for, for a story. You know? Or, you know, you go out and, and murder a bunch of people uh, like that I mean, were your teammates. Yeah, it's good times, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. Ugh. Now we talk about the plow of thrill power itself, Fox. As I oh, ask yeah. you, what are your, what is your choices for award three best overall thrill? Okay, man. So this is going to get a little messy. I've got five. Whoa. Yeah, I know. However, um, the way that I'm going to make this work is there are yeah. three, but I'm going for the third place. It's it's shared between these three specifically. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, for, for the record, do what you want. My, my, <laughs> the initial, like, like my, my, for me, the baseline stance for the spinnies is like, whatever, <laughs> like we're just, we just wanted as a way to talk about these stories. So, you know, I'm less interested in a rigid structure of handing out awards than I am as just a way to talk about this stuff. So, yeah, so, so, so go nuts. I want to hear this. So in the third place, sharing, sharing this Frisbee is the trio of. Cannon fodder, tyranny mm-hmm. rex, and firekind. Mm. Ah, hmm. I I loved these all for like almost very similar reasons. The metaphysical kind of content that comes with them. Mm. Um, that I I felt like there was some kind of common thread going on because you know each one of these sort of deals with existential crises, um, for better or for worse. Right, like tyranny rex to me is it clearly stands at the top of this pile. Um, However, like cannon fodder and firekind also deal with their own metaphysical issues uh, sure. in, in funny ways and in serious ways, right? Um, that I found uh, incredibly compelling. Uh, my second place, this time not in tandem, mm. purgatory, just ah. purgatory, and the reason why, Conrad, you you beautiful man, is precisely the fact that I did think it was the better of the two, and I really mm. just wanted to elevate it as, um, you know, you. To have to have a Nazi prison guard as someone who is a judge <laughs> is to me so on the nose, right? Because they're all fascists, right? And 
to to have him be not even the most evil one there. He was pretty bad, but there's someone who literally wants to use that alien goop to like fucking kill everybody, right? So again, it, it's it and you know it's Carlos Escara. What can I say? I do think that that um, for only eight episodes, very very good, especially when you have a man eat his own rat. They made him eat his own, and and that guy was a was a stooge for the for, yeah. for the guards too. Yeah, it, it's just there's so much going on, and I like still to this day I find Tex to be the more reprehensible of all of them. <laughs> uh, and my top Conrad, it's Slaughter Bowl Ooh. with John Smith and Paul Peart. Peart, Peart, Peart. Peart? Anyway, I don't know. Um, I think that despite so of course it's a goofy uh uh thrill and i do think that the twists and turns are what made it and i i love it in the story again didn't put it very high in story didn't even make best art and that's just because i wanted to hold it up here as like slaughter bowl got me was like one of the funnest like fucking water slides i've been down in a long time Mm -hmm. um and i do i i enjoyed the dark finish I enjoyed finding out that he was a, a murderer. And yeah. that realistically, that's why Slaughter Bowl puts these people in there because they're all bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And it's just like, yeah. Uh, and and the worst among them gets to be the one who has all the money until they get killed. It's it's just such a it's such a <laughs> such a decadent capitalist future. And then you have a baby that you need to implant into you and your dinosaur so that it can tell you what to do and and navigate this thing. It seems almost meaningless to have, but there it is. Uh, and and like eh, we need to buy the tactical nuclear missile. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just everything about it was so enjoyable and colorful uh, and just crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it just really lived in itself. And it's something that I think that, you know, not not all progs or excuse me, not all thrills need to be tyranny Rex. I enjoy that also. But, you know, for me, a comic book, especially when it can kind of have a foot in both realms and really navigate that well, is incredibly appealing. Right. So uh, that's my top overall thrill, baby. Congratulations. Very nice. And, uh, I have to ask you, man, because I, I, this is one of my this is my favorite category. Obviously, tell me about <laughs> it. What were your, what was the best overall thrill to you, my best friend Conrad? Hey, buddy, back at you. Um, I got four. Um, I'll I'll follow your lead, and I'll have four this time, Fox. Beautiful. My first runner up is Cannon Fodder. I liked it a lot. Um, yeah, it's fun. Just like I thought, it was also a really like as as well as what we've talked about it sort of on its own i'd also really want to mention that it is kind of a send up of superhero comics in this era i guess this sort of like coming out of the 80s into the 90s like gruff gun based superhero basically yeah your, absolutely your your punishers your cables etc that kind of stuff i mean stuff. even even to a point judge dread Indeed, indeed. You know, just you've got this guy, he's wears a lot of leather, he shoots, you know, he's got got a big dick gun, all that he's, kind of he's stuff. He's judge, jury, and executioner, quite literally stated. Absolutely. Yeah, and you know, but also just these little dumb tropes of like um, you know, he he's he he shares unrequited love of his uh, of like some domestic oh, help yeah. who also loves him and I but neither of them can say about it. That. You know. I completely forgot about that. That was so good. 
you know, and then just like constantly persevering through things and all that. I just thought it was really fun. And then again, just these um, these visuals by Chris West, the art by Chris West is really great and really tells this really weird and like out there story for 2000 AD, which I appreciate and, you know, hope to see more of, or at least that style. Um, my third place choice, Slaughter Bowl by John Smith and Paul Pert. <laughs> Love that bowl, Fox. Oh man, fun story. My fun favorite art. container. Modern, you know, murder dinosaurs in deadly combat. All that stuff. Real great. I like. I like wacky races, and I like dinosaurs. Exactly. Uh, second place, Tyranny Rex. Uh, John Smith. Yeah. Uh, Mark Buckingham, Paul Paul Marshall, loved the art for this one. Loved the just extended characterization of of of, of the character of Tyranny Rex. Both sort of the early parts where she's sort of running and you know being the 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 comets being invaded by these Damomites, and then also just the decision to like brainwash her back into being a uh, a space mercenary and stuff like that. I think so, both of it's those so horrid. Absolutely. And just this like, you know, like, oh, yeah, like these these nuns, these aren't great nuns, you know, no. that kind of stuff. Um, but with amazing art throughout and just this really interesting character of Tyranny Rex, who, again, I agree. Um, I think I think a big change for this version of Tyranny versus previous versions of Tyranny is giving her is letting us see into her inner monologue or sort of inner yeah. thoughts and stuff. I would say a challenge that we had with tyranny previous in previously was just that it was sort of built to be deliberately opaque, you know? Yeah. That, that was a, a, a criticism we had of those tier of those earlier tyranny Rexes that there was stuff going on, but there was a desperate, like it was an interesting artistic choice to not have narration boxes explaining what the heck was going on, but <laughs> what, just what the heck is going on here. Sometimes though, you need to answer the question of what the heck is going on, <laughs> you know? Sometimes it's not obvious what 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 that is, you know. And I feel like the addition of that a little bit, enough that it's not totally confusing, but you still have that sort of like sci-fi, like, whoa, what's going on? Like, this is not a reality I'm used to. I want to learn more about it, I think, yeah. is a really important part of the story. And then my number one best overall thrill, <gasps> Firekind by John yes. Smith and Paul Marshall. Awesome. Fucking love Firekind, man. It's so good, right? And so it's so good. it's so like he's just he he's just such a nice dude. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, I just really loved, yeah, just the again, more sort of I guess it's just the John Smith trope of sort of hidden backstories of things, mm. but also putting you into alien situations and, and, and having to learn along with them and stuff like that. The um, fact that the air is LSD. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I really, I want to say, like, something that I really loved um, and that I think really epitomizes both the weirdness and, the and like, the ridiculousness of Firekind was, I think, when he takes the gas mask off and starts tripping mm. balls all through the jungle, there's a point where um, he starts talking about the world turning to paint by numbers and stuff, and eventually yeah, the... Does. um 
And eventually it does, but then you realize that all the numbers on everything is a seven, and you realize that seven means black, you know? And so oh. it's just how the how the how everything goes to black in his mind sort of through these paint this paint by number imagery that I think is real is actually sort of understated, but I think really awesome, you know. And then just again that it ends with this giant um you know, temple kaiju realize that the whole reality is connected and stuff. Um, just how all of these, you know, invading, um, human invading humanity gets slaughtered by it and stuff. It's oh, yeah. really, um, it's definitely like, I mean, and, and, and then should also say just before then also, um, the time that's spent to establish this world as kind of alien, you know, we learned some of their, their myths and cultures and like, Oh yeah. How their reproduction cycles work and stuff, and it's really something oh, that the I think eggs that, that yeah. have to be kind of deposited into uh, the backs yeah someone's of the, yeah of the spines men. by mouth and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's um as we're as we're recording this in you know summer of 2022 the um the next avatar movie is once again on the horizon. You know, and yeah, and it's just not and, as freaky as Fire Kind, and I wanted exactly. It to be. Yeah, it definitely just like like fire kinds definitely like I don't know if it actually was but sort of could be sort of a blueprint for what 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 the what the avatar movies could be and sort of the of this outsider coming to an alien place and learning and becoming connected to a to the psychic forces of a strange planet. It stuff. certainly I, does a better job just in in showing that the planet is all kind of it it is all it, this kind of yeah. existing singular force, right? And I think, yeah, and I think really just a he- you know creates these moments for again the, the sort of John Smith thing of um, you know snippets of thoughts and strange alien vocabularies and things that are both that that are strange and overwhelming, but mm-hmm. also tantalizing that make you want to know more even if you can't. You know, absolutely great, good times, Conrad. Great pick. Listen, it's a good time, and I and I think I I want to get a little bit more into the into overall overalls as we get to our next award, which is award for MVP. That's most valuable person or a player in the course of 1993. Yeah, so. So, so who do you got, Fox? Who, who, who do you value the most? So, uh, unlike the rest, I've actually this. There's only two shares the top spot, and uh, MVP for me, Slaughter Bowl and Mean Arena. Ooh. Uh, when we were kind of reading these, I kept referring to them as a water slide, right? Like this fun mm. water park water slide because they, especially like when they were coming in, it's in the thick of it with some real. Real oof, you know, um, you know, one of them came around with Big Dave and really and truly and stuff like that. And it was mm-hmm. just like, God damn it, like all of this. Yeah. Right. And so I it just felt like these two came at a time where it was like, I, you know, because I know that Mean Arena wasn't wasn't precisely your cup of tea. Still still fun ish. I thought right? it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. And and this is the thing. It's like I think the both of them when they showed up for me, allowed me to have fun with the comic. I'm like, this is what fun looks <laughs> totally. like. Totally. It's yeah, colors absolutely. and punching and, and silly dumb rules and whatever, like a shadow cabal that then gets taken over by a shadow cabal. Yeah, Very I'll funny. definitely say it's fun, for sure. So like that, that to me, it was, they were sort of the saving grace kind of in the third and fourth quarter of, of this of this uh, mm. particular year. 
Um, obviously, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that we've talked about that deserves their limelight. Um, but, you know, to me, I just wanted to highlight um, Mean Arena and, and Slaughter Bowl. Slaughter Bowl, Absolutely. obviously, the, the better of the of the pick, too. But I, I did want to give Mean Team that there. all Yeah, I think there's... <laughs> I feel like no matter what era of 2000 AD you're in, there's always space for like a colorful story about gladiators, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so, Connor, sure. what, was your, what was your MVP? Oh, man. For me, the most valuable person of the year has to be uh, writer John Smith. I've yeah. really appreciated him this year. He wrote all my favorite stuff. You'll notice my overall oh, yeah. thrill was just like the the stories that he put out, you know? He's always, provi- like all this year, he w- he always had one story in the prog, it seemed like, which, ha- which was an amazing, mind-bending story with twists, turns, and emotion. You know, fire kind, slaughter bowl, tyranny rex, even just that little hint of revere we got right at the end of the oh, year. Oh, God. It was so hard for me not to just throw that into the best art category as part of mm. it. Just because it was just a I taste. Know. And because I want to save it yeah. for next year. And the rest of it's next year. Definitely one that I think we have to keep in mind because I'll certainly admit that I've been guilty of getting to the end of the year and sort of forgetting January and February releases, but definitely one to kind of keep keep a, keep a an eye on when we get to the 94 spinnies, which is going to be a lot. Um, but yeah, for me, John Smith is really great. Um, and, and a writer who I think I might've just sort of dismissed as a body horror guy in previous years, but I think in 93 really became someone who I'm looking out for as we, uh, as we go forward. And with that, we're getting towards the end of our awards here, Fox. Just sort of some some sum ups of the year. I wonder if you could tell me what you got for award five best month. Like, what's your favorite month of progs that we looked at, or maybe just just like episode we yeah. did? If, if you can think of that. So so let me tell you because it's a it's a. It starts a little cynical, but I'll I'll I, I'll mm-hmm. lean into it a bit. So it's episode two eighty, which constitutes Ooh. September of this year. Um, it's it had the least amount of bullshit, which specifically was Robo Hunter. So it was a very <laughs> it was a very easy bottom for me, right? So again, this it's like a very conventional prog, right? Like what I want to see. We got the conclusion of Inferno, which I you know again I knew lit left a little bit of a sour taste, but for me it was still you know. I, I love the end of an 80s action movie, right? Where it's just two slaps sure. of meat smashing each other. Yeah, um, yeah. Big, big meaty men slapping meat for sure. Yeah. Plus, plus, you know, a little a little side giggle at at um, at side division. Right. You know, it's because yeah. uh, it, they're always if, for whatever reason, they tend to be comic relief. Um, the uh, the reveal of the shape changer in tyranny mm. um, that the baby is really just uh, bad yeah. news. Yeah. Um, Ramping up in Mean Arena, right? So we haven't really gotten to some of what I would consider the best parts of it, but it was definitely introducing us to it, and also that this dude could kick a lot of ass. Uh, and then yeah. plenty, plenty of slain demon killer to round out the entire group. You know, mm-hmm. I think it was. I think it was just starting, getting, starting to get into the second act of it. Um, but you know, it's always great uh, to see Slain uh, jumping into the prog, looking as it did. Um, also has has the clenched ass of which you spoke. Indeed. Uh, and so that's that's the episode slash month that I that I enjoyed reading the most. Again, it, the hardest part about reviewing the months this year, Conrad. Again, it's there was a lot of stuff that I was just like, eh, eh, yeah, you know. 
that I could have done without. But absolutely, Conrad, I must know what is your best month or pro episode, <laughs> buddy. Here we go. I got to agree. Yeah. Episode <laughs> Wait, we got solidarity. Yeah, September 1993. I usually I pick two months so that if we pick the same one, I pick a second one. But I didn't this time. So yeah, yeah same. 280. I'll say, man. Um, I mentioned this in a previous spinnies, but we're definitely at a point where there's no matter like you can't pick an episode where like like oh this was the month that had no stinkers because there's always because there's always going to be at least one stinker yep. in in a thing you know even. Like if you're lucky, the bottom three will be, will be easily easily identifiable, and then you can move on. You know yeah, exactly, and and won't have too much uh, uh, company. You know, and I think this sort of I guess they call it the autumn attack in the uh, in the official trade things was I think the best period for thrills this year. I think um, just overall, you know, the start of the year was very mishmash and just stuff coming out and oh, in there yeah. you know you've got flesh which is pretty good but you've also got a lot of bradley you've got kelly oh yeah all this kind of stuff I, you know when i <laughs> when i was categorizing these like i i went through sequentially and uh and when uh crystal chest man showed back up kelly mm-hmm. it was just like well you're not making yeah. the list <laughs> no, you got Bradley, you got Kelly, you got more Robo Hunter, all that stuff. Five percent of this year was Robo Hunter. Mm-hmm. And then you move on, yeah. And I think that um, again, yes, yeah, September is probably the best one because all you know, all you've got for stinkers is um, is that Robo Hunter story. And even then, I think that that Robo Hunter is at least trying something different. So I'll, I'll give it points yeah, for that. Yeah. It's the the Peter Hughes, uh, Ryan Smith stuff. It is or Ryan Ryan Johnson. No, that's the Star Wars guy. Hold on. <laughs> Ryan Gosling? No, that's the guy from no. Drive. Mm, that's that's Ken, you know, keeping it. <laughs> Ryan Hughes, that's who I'm trying to say. Um anyway. Yeah, good times. Solidarity. High five. As yeah, always. I'd love to see it. So now let's sum up the sum ups, Fox, and talk about Award Six Best Year. Oh man. If you use kind of our five-year split-up things, then it's just 92 and 93 to talk about. But honestly, at this point, it's so, like, the first years that we talked about were so long ago. Oh, yeah. And this one took so long that this might just be kind of, like, if you've got some general 93 thoughts, I'd love to hear those as well as where you think it it ranks in general. So, uh, like, I I did do a little bit of the exercise of, like, the... the um, 87 to, to mm-hmm. 93. Right. And, and I, and I'll talk to the points that you asked for, but I, I put this above 92. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 cause 92 had, a, had a lot of it. It was like kind of half and half. Whereas this one, I think mm-hmm. that the 13% of the good was really, really good. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like I'd be honest, honestly, I'd be interested, like you know, in giving you the homework of going back and like figuring out that percentage for all the years that we've done, and oh just to Christ. see, just to see if thirteen is a high Consistent. percentage or or, Ooh, or a yeah. low percentage. You know, I mean, I I could potentially do that. It's not too difficult when using Barney because then I just I structure yeah. it out in a certain way. Um, 
let's uh let's put a pin in it but uh reconvene in, e- in episode 300 and we can talk about it then yeah no i i think that's pretty good because again like the the way that i rank good uh it goes from good to meh to judge dread right because <laughs> i yeah no like, i, I want to see this tier list of uh by year you know i want to well, see so, him fight. so judge judge dread i put into its own cat like the one-offs or or the small amount mm-hmm. of episodes that gets its own kind of sideline thing right so mm-hmm. generally speaking those are good right like they're yeah, just that's of kind quality dread's always the pizza thrill you know yeah exactly like it only, so, only gets so bad i guess so so like it's good meh which can be things like i don't know uh well meh is meh anyway yeah i know what you're talking uh, about uh and then it's just like the the bad which mm-hmm. generally speaking i will throw a future shock in there immediately sure so uh Again, I, well, so so it really kind of separates the wheat from the chaff, right? So yeah. I get I get a lot of it, and and again, when I what I was incredibly surprised by was just some again the random facts that I pulled out, which is like five percent of my time, not not technically because I didn't deal with pages, but five percent of my time was fucking Robo Hunter, which I do not like. Yeah, um, and uh, again, like that that thirteen percent encapsulates a lot of what we talked about here today was much the same. Um, you know, several progs or several um, several thrills, right? So to me, it, it wasn't the worst year. It's definitely not the best, right? Like Year of Dread in the ninety or 1990, you know, it's hard to dethrone. Mm-hmm. So uh, at least that's the way that I, I'm sort of, of looking at it. Um, but how about yourself, man? Like, how would you kind of rate, looking back at this year, how would you think about it? Um, there were some heavy hitters, but yeah, there was a lot of other shit. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> makes me miss those halcyon days where everything was pretty good, you know, and we're very firmly into this, you know, uh, where every prog's going to have maybe two not very good stories at all, you know, sort of a lower card of bad stuff. And then hopefully maybe dread and one other good thing. And then something else in the middle, you know, in this case, it's sort of dread and like a uh, a John Smith story or something like that. Um, and honestly, like this is where I kind of want to come clean and apologize for sort of how like some of the delays and stuff that happened in the in the release of this year's episodes. And you know, we had some oh. really big some really big gaps in the course of them, which I'm not which, you know, I feel bad about. Um, and just in general, sort of me being lazy and then being demotivated because there were some low lows this year. Like when we get to Big Dave and our discussion thereof, it just makes it hard to motivate to get stuff out, you know? Well, and I, and, and I own part of that, too, right? Like I didn't necessarily make it the easiest just because you the, know, the year's been yeah. busy and I, my availability was hard to it's definitely down, right? So I, listen, I own part of that as well. The the delays in the releases, as much as us making the show as a team effort, delays are also a team effort, I think. Yeah. Um, but I also thought, too, 93 was a really interesting year. You know, it's a year that's built around a couple relaunch, like a series of relaunches, basically, mm. which is what that's sort of the term I'm using or maybe jumping on progs is a more modern term of where you kind of have an issue, uh, you know, a prog that comes out and it's all new stories. Like everything is, is starting fresh in that episode, right? You start in eight, in eight twenty eight in March, we've got like a fresh dread story and then bad company, fire kind, armored Gideon. Right. And then eventually uh, purgatory. 
Then mm-hmm. you, 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 you've got the summer offensive in 842 in July with Big Dave, Slaughter Bowl, Really and Truly, and Maniac 5. Oh, then God, the autumn- Really and Truly. Ugh. Listen, I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying these are good. I'm saying what, you know, yeah, what the yeah, releases yeah. were, you know. Then you got the autumn attack in 852 in September, which is Mean Arena, uh, Robo Hunter, Slain, Tyranny Rex, and then Cannon Fodder, Strontium Dogs, and Time House soon afterwards. And then finally, we get that God, one prog in, yeah, in the winter with uh, Mother Earth, Revere, and Soul Gun Warrior. Yeah, and jury's, jury's out on, on one of those. <laughs> indeed. But you can kind of see how uh, they're packaging the year into quarters with these releases which is something they haven't really done before they maybe have one or two of those in a year more structure is probably a little better i think it's nice like i just think that it um you know it makes the it makes the prog sort of it it makes the stories have this uh, ebb and flow that i think is 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 good um and something that especially nowadays is very much an integral part of 2000 AD, especially since the introduction of the regene prog, which basically each one sort of triggers a, um, a jumping on prog after it's released each quarter, yeah. which will regene prog. We'll talk about many years I mean, from and, now. Fox. And I've, <laughs> and I've talked about like, Hey, I like them to kind of take their shot, right? Like trying yeah. some new stuff out. And I mean, you know, some of the, I mean, some of our most favorite stuff this, this year, what we've just talked about, were new attempts, right? Firekind and Slaughter Bowl. Yeah, I mean, um, I definitely have. Fodder. Yeah, I, I right? agree. I think I I definitely like them taking swings and trying things out than a more traditional, like, extended serial um, um, format, you know? Right. I, again, like, I think I, when I, and I don't mean to dog Robo Hunter because I know there's fans out there. It's more of just that, we got so much of it this year and none of it was uh, like, it doesn't even stack rank against something like slaughter bowl, which is completely. Yeah. New. Well, I'd say and, this late. Yeah. I mean, although I think I'm, I'm talking a little bit more actually about sort of those like eighties rogue trooper stories, for instance, yeah, where it's just yeah. sort of constantly there, just diff- different episodic stories and stuff like that. You know, just sort of this, th- we're just going to have this be in the comic for a couple months or for a year or something. Is which which should drag on a little bit, right? Like it, exactly. it, is, it is an anthology comic book, right? So it's good to get some, fresh juice in there i'm a i'm a big fan of freshness and novelty when it comes to sort of figuring out what we're putting in new and sort of how the stories are going i'd rather have yeah again just something new even if it's not great than the same old same old every every month yeah and and i get that you have like mainstays that you want to revisit because there are fans of of you know strontium of strontium dog which you know i didn't really make our list in any form. I would say uh, there's fans of Strontium Dog. I don't know if there's a ton of fans of fans of Strontium Dogs, Fox. The yeah. the plural is is a key point there. I think. Yeah, I, it, it's again, it's it's to me, it's like I get that they they kind of want to attempt and reinvent, and you know, again, Judge Dredd is like a mainstay heartbeat for the entire thing. So mm-hmm. I get that you'll you'll want to kind of go back to these things that people really liked, but it seems to me. That you know they they tend to miss more on those re-entering like Slain mm-hmm. being kind of a weird exception other than you know a certain it's kind of hopped in you know yeah, the whole thing it, yeah so I, I think like you know having having a, a good understanding of what it's like why it was fucking awesome in the first place and trying to build on top of that that's hard right yeah. it's hard to kind of take a story that was sort of meant as this thing and then just kind of continually doing it um, Judge Dredd. 
you know, they've been building on that for a very long time. The foundation's kind of already there. So I I think it is a thing to do with freshness. And I, you know, I wouldn't mind most of the prog being like, here are some fresh attempts at, a, at an interesting story that may return. Tyranny Rex's reinvention has so far been really fucking quality, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's not like it can't be done. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that, Again, yeah, I just am, am in favor of bites at the apple or like, yeah, just just more chances to do different stuff. And if it's something consistent, then, hey, like you bring it back every other uh, relaunch or something. Yeah, I think that's actually, yeah. I mean, that that is what they do nowadays. I think we're sort of something like, you know, Skip Tracer or something will sort of have one relaunch on, one relaunch off or something. <laughs> <laughs> which again will make sense far in the future fox a lot okay. of people groaning because i've talked about skip tracer <laughs> <laughs> okay anyway i don't know i and again i just i don't remember i barely remember 92 fox i was in a whole different country when we talked about it oh I don't yeah know. Could, be, I, the, could be anything the weird note to 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 the to myself uh in this is it is equal parts i hate it so much cruft like robo hunter bradley but has some of the best overall thrills I've seen in a while. Overall being Button Man, Judgment Day, and Zenith, right? So yeah. that which basically swept, and then we had Durham Red and Revere in there, right? Right. So uh, those were very, very good. Um, yeah, and I think that's like sort there of was a lot of a lot of other shit. In there. <laughs> yeah, that sort of variance I think is going to be par for the course as as we continue forward. Frankly. Yeah, um, I mean, you got to yeah. look. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna eggs, cr- crack eggs, e- yeah. eggs to make a, a pan omelet. There we go. Something. Yeah, you gotta. I can't. You gotta grate a lot of cheese to make some omelets, buddy. Oh, I love cheese in my omelet. Yeah, I mean, well, come on. Otherwise, it's otherwise it's that's, just a sad. It's, 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 it's a it's a sadlet if you if you don't have the cheese in it. <laughs> Frankly, then it's just folded eggs. Ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Wonderful. So, I th- excellent discussion of 1993. Huzzah! Now, it's over. and e- well, f- enough of our discussion because now it's time to find out what our listeners thought about that year. Ooh. What did you think about 1993 and 2000 AD? Let's find out now. Take it away, alternate con- alternate timeline boys. All right, everybody, it's time to talk about your nominations for the 1993 Spinnies. And apologies if I say 1994 by accident in here because we're recording that stuff now and I get very confused. It's how it goes. All right, here we go. First up, from email, friend of the show, Alex F. with Spinny nominations. Best writing, totally John Smith. Best art, Chris Weston on a story that should have been written by John Smith for Cannon Fodder. Overall thrill, Fire Kind by John Smith and Paul Marshall. Best month, April. Lot of love for Kano in my heart. Ooh, mysterious ghost guys. MVP, the unbearable weight of being John Smith, the only creator bringing reliable greatness to the proc at this time. And his best year of the 90s so far is 1992. I mean, I feel like that certainly follows a lot of our opinions as well. Now let's go over to the... 2000 AD forums, Huey 2 says best writer, John Smith, really did a lot of heavy lifting for a prog that has seen better days. Firekind, Slaughterbolt, Tyranny Rex, each of these were the highlights of the progs they appeared in. And 
Then we also get the best 2000 AD uh, Dread of the Year Roadkill, even if Dread is a bit much in the end. Best Art, Glenn Fabry, stunning. Just stunning, uh, combined with great storytelling for Slain, of course. Best Story, Fire Kind. And then Huey's got some uh, additional awards, like Strange's editorial decision of asking Fabry to commit to a multi-book, fully-painted epic while he's doing a bunch of other work. Uh, and that's just never going to end well, of course. We'll see with these upcoming slains and stuff. And also, um, yeah, just a missed opportunity of uh, not taking full advantage of Ron Smith, which I really agree. I'm a huge Ron Smith fan. We'll see a little bit of him in uh, Dread in the start of 94, but I would have loved to see more of him, of course. Huge fan of his work. Colin, you'll never walk alone at 2008. So for the Spitties, best writing, John Smith takes all three and honorable mention. He's pretty easy this year. Best art, tempt to go with Ryan Hughes as I really get on with his style. Love the work he did. Even some of the strips were the best. Also tempted by Shaky Kane. But did he do enough this year? In the end, Nigel Dobbin in the main, because I don't think he gets the credit he deserves. Of course, Stronium Dogs. Good. I, I love his Gronk. I'm I'm weirder about his Feral, but I feel like maybe I'm just weird about Feral. He's got a lot of ribs, you know, like three spines. I don't know. Best thrill. If Tyranny Rex had more momentum behind it, behind it, it would be the fe- it would feature more of my thoughts. Revere is also up there. In the end, I'm going for a first and second only, and that's Kano in second place. And first place, it's Firekind. All sorts of superb. Best month, I'll go with April, as when you have Kano and Firekind, who cares about the rest? Except April has the best of the rest, I get, uh, so I guess I do. There you go. And then best year, he's saying 86 until 1999. I don't know why I do that. Come on. Listen, I'm excited for 99. Who knows? It could be anything in those uncharted thrill waters. Uh, Sheridan, who I must say does a massive service every spinnies, or at least the last couple, of just gathering together all the possible names of of writers and artists and thrills and everything for the whole year on the 2080 forums. So you can really get a sense of just what we've talked about in the past year. It's ironic that Sheridan does so much of that work and so little actual spinny nominating himself because he's just popped in. Um, to basically give Ron Smith a Lifetime Achievement Award for 2018. <laughs> um, the last five years, we do not have a ton of him to work with, but great quality. Um, and, you know, he just talks about, um, imagine like a painted style of that we're seeing on his work with Friday for on on a, on Gragner Wan, Wagner Grant Dread, which would have been amazing for sure. Lay S. Um, we've gone from an embarrassment of riches just a few years back to just plain embarrassment. Oh man, 93. So sad. Um, at least this appears to be the worst year with the worst ever dread in war games, surely making some kind of turning point. Well, I guess we'll see. Best art is a tussle between Chris Weston and Dermot Power. Given Weston will go on to do better and Power might disappear soon. I'll give it to Power here. Ah, indeed. I mean, you know, listen, yeah. Talks about uh, Howard's upcoming slain work. And, you know, I think it's easy to, you know, when you have this future knowledge, you can put it in there for sure. Best writers, another two-horse race. John Smith gave us Firekind, um, which is ruined by a printing screw-up and an okay Tyranny Rex. Also a pretty poor dread in the Morrison Miller style at the time. 
He says Pat Mills wasn't firing on all cylinder cylinders, but Finn, Demon Killer, and Flesh, the start of the year, or at least 2000 AD-ish. So this one goes to Pat. Nice. And Demon Killer gets best story. Though it isn't Slane's best time travel story. This would be a dis- and it would be a disappointment any other year, but I'm thankful for small for small <laughs> mercies and great art. Then Snowstorm gets best dread. Even though it's paper thin knockoff is of even though it's a paper thin knockoff of better Wagner Grant stuff, at least it has some lovely McNeil art to distract from that. Finally, best year 1984. So far from the quality of that year, you can barely recognize it as the same comic, which is probably why Mills feels so valuable on a relatively weak showing. Interesting, yeah. He says, "Bring on 94." I'm excited for it too. Got some Bay Brace in there. Pretty stoked about that. Very stoked for Wilderlands. That'll be great. Uh, the monarch says cannon fodder it's a oh sorry first the monarch makes fun of me because i wrote cannon fodder wrong in my uh description of the uh, thrill sorry about that then best writing john smith uh, agrees with uh, colin from earlier best art my heart says chris weston but my brain says nigel dobbin i only for i honestly forgot he was in 2000 AD as i know more for his work on this on sonic the comic and it's the only good thing astronium dogs is his work <laughs> Best thrill, his meme answer is cannon fodder. Keep the forum name going as the biggest cannon fodder fan. True answer, that fire kind. Ooh, it's good. Rolta, whatever. And generally just says the 90s suck and yells at the summer offensive. Ooh, had enough of that big Dave. Enough. Finally, Whizbang comes in, and these are not the order that they're in the forms, they're in the order that I copied them down in. All right, listen, I'm a I'm a human man. I make I I do things in odd orders. Finally, Whizbang, best art um was the Brian Ballin cover for Inferno, where um where Dred's arms on fire. Honorable mention for Carlos Carlos's work in Inferno as well, Carlos Escara. Letting um best overall thrill is a. Uh, Journal of Luke Kirby, Sympathy for the Devil. Ooh, interesting. And then best 2080 stories, PJ and the Mock Chalk Factory, which is reprinted in one of the specials and stuff. Nice, that Jamie Hewlett. All right, and that's all we got for the 1994 Spinnies. Thanks so much, everybody, for sending in your nominations. Really appreciate it. And, you know, or, God, I did it again. The 93 Spinnies, you know what I'm talking about. And please remember to send in your nominations for the 94 Spinnies when we get there, hopefully far faster than we got with 93. Um, yeah, always want to hear what you think. Very interested in your memories or just what you, if you're reading this stuff new along with us, what you've enjoyed in this year in thrills. And now let's get back to those past boys as they finish up the show. Take it away. <laughs> Wow. Thank you very much. They said, th- how many, did you hear how many words they said? Specifically, Oh my you. God. Yeah, definitely a lot for me. Oh man, always I, a challenge. You know, I, I was, I was there. You just, uh, <laughs> yes. you just no, said support, everything. S- supporting me quietly, as you so often do. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was a really beautiful uh, set of things that people told us. And I am proud to have been a part of it, like you said I was. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so, but before we, we, we get out of here, Fox, I think it's important that we talk about what's coming up in 1994. Is it all good stuff? 1994, Muggle. Um, listen, it's stuff. Okay. I feel like there was a point where I used to joke about, you know, we were in the late 80s and it was sort of like, ah, yes, just the good ship space spinner 
like a sailboat moving towards a great storm on the horizon. And now we are in that storm, (laughs) deep into that storm, Fox. Eye of the storm? No, I don't think the storm has an eye, buddy, but we'll see. (laughs) So, returning thrills. What's coming back next year? First of all, Judge Judge Dredd, big surprise. Hey, Um, love that guy. We'll have some pretty interesting stuff with Judge Dredd this year. One early story is this one called Sugar Beat, where we're going to go down to uh, some South American parts of uh, Megacity or of Dread World. There's going to be sugar things involved. Um, some there's, there's going to be, and then oh, it's brief, there. It's like cocaine for them. I get it. Yeah, there's going to be a, a brief um, return of Judge Death, and then a whole mess of stuff about the leadership and political situation within the Justice Department of Mega City One. Okay, that's going Again. to take up yeah quite a bit of of, of the coming year. And reach its real climax in the story Wilderlands, which will in fact be another 2000 AD Judge Dread magazine crossover. So you, me, and Eli, we're going to be going into the Wilder Zone to cover this one. That sounds great. I'm pretty excited about it, honestly. And then the aftermath thereof, which I think is going to be very interesting indeed. So, returning thrills, what's coming back? We, we're continuing the slate of what we finished um, in our previous Prague episode. We got Future Shocks. We got Mother Earth. We got Revere. We got Soul Gun Warrior. Okay. Then, in the months to come, we got Big Dave. Why? Why Big Why? Why Big Dave? Two, two, big, two big Dave stories in 94, uh, but then that's it for Big Dave. Fuck Big Dave. Okay, fuck um, God. Thank God. Next up. Uh, then we got a uh, rogue trooper Friday coming back and he will <laughs> be obtaining uh, bio chips throughout the course of this year. Oh, okay. So be, keep an eye out for that. All right. Fun. Then Luke Kirby, he's going to punch the devil in the face or something. <laughs> oh man. I do like Luke Kirby, but I also always feel a little bit worried. Indeed. Yeah. Then we got a uh, uh, tyranny Rex. We'll be picking up that story. Awesome. Awesome. Love to hear that. The clown will return because I know you love the clown. I still don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, I get it more. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Someone's got to love it. Yeah. Well, I think, listen, I think the art's really interesting. Yeah, it is really interesting. I'll damn it with that face, faint praise, Fox. (laughs) I just don't, I don't get the the clown at all. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, then a uh, Robo Hunter, both no. Mark Miller and uh, Peter Hogan versions. So bad and badder, bad times. What do we really need to do? Speaking of which, fucking Bradley, buddy, Bradley's what? back. <laughs> it's, yes. <laughs> no, no, it's actually hurting me. It's physically harming me, Conrad. How much Bradley? Like a lot of Bradley? Reasonable like- amount of Bradley. Oh. Uh, I think he's okay. gonna. I think there's gonna be. I think. I think there's gonna be some more of the like fairy tale um, parodies, and then I think there's I gonna know. be one, a couple like maybe one or two longer stories. Oh, no, I think it's yeah, mostly more of these, um, more of these fairy tale parodies. I think is. is I mean, is, I'll is, read is them. We're going with that's what I signed up for, and I promise I will read them. Yeah. Uh, then uh, 
one I'm actually interested in, which is uh, the book three of Armored Gideon. Exterminate. Are, are you excited for this? Annihilate. Because yeah, well, because where it ended last time, we were like, <laughs> what what I really I'll spoil you a little bit that what I really like about this upcoming Armored Gideon story is that he deals with this like this collector who's collected so like souls from around the multiverse. But it ends up being a reunion of characters from the early days of 2000 AD. Okay. So, like, Savage is there, Angel, if you remember him, Dan Dare. Oh, I like that guy. I remember, like, Shacko makes a quick appearance and stuff. Mm. And I think I remember it it being funny and just kind of a rewarding one for jerks that have been reading since Prague 1, like you and me. Well, I mean, you got to give us love at some point because they knew... Uh, in the past, that one day in the future we would be doing this. Absolutely, yeah. So I, I appreciate my some, reward having some red meat thrown my way. Um, then we'll be picking up with this demon killer story for Slain. Uh, more terror tales, of course. Brigand Dooms coming back. Okay, okay. I mean, I- plink plinking these uh, nose pills and stuff. Okay, as, uh, if that because he's kind of. He's in a weird place, old Brigand Doom. Yeah, kind of a zombie dude. Um, then Strontium Dogs is coming back. Okay, and okay. On the topic of mutants, we'll get a uh, some Durham Red solo stories oh, as well. thank God. Thank fucking God. Then the, uh, the Pat Mills Power Hour comes back as we get a little bit of Nemesis the Warlock and more ABC Warriors. I feel split on this one. But I am excited for ABC Warriors. ABC Warriors! And then I'm, I'm going to say some out of order so I can build up and, and, and hopefully leave you excited, Fox. So then okay. you got a little bit more Bix Barton. Okay. And okay. some Time House. Uh. <laughs> but then we also have... Skiz Book Three. Oh, ooh, 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 ooh. I like this. You know how much and I love Skiz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, good Skiz stuff. Am this I going to do be... some crying? I don't want to do some. Well, I don't I'll do think a little so. Crying. Okay. I think I think this one's going to be more fun. It's going to be longer than Skiz Two, and okay. have some like time travel and alien stuff going on. I remember being okay. Fun. Okay. But, but then finally, we've also got. Button Man Book Two. Oh, thank fuck. Oh, thank God. Really? Yeah, Button Man. Oh. Get the whole thing in '94. Should be good. I'm so excited. Yeah, no, I'm 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 super stoked as well. And then new thrills, Fox coming in '94. Okay. We got Dinosity, which <laughs> dinosaurs. It's it's written by Pat Mills and is basically. A bunch of weirdo dinosaurs in a story that's designed to make fun of the British royal family, among other and aristocracy in general. Interesting. I it's get, weird. Like, they're dinosaurs, but they're also dinosaurs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, imagine like a dinosaur, like root, like a no, no nobility and stuff with human slaves, but the humans also kind of like like the pageantry of, of the dinosaurs and their sort of court court intrigue and things like oh, that. Okay. That's interesting. It's interesting. It's Pat Mills. I'm 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 interested. Yeah. Then there is The Grudge Father, which <laughs> I, I that just sounds like a great title. It's another is, one of these is The Grudge Father. 
Exactly. Another one of these sort of indestructible dude running around doing stuff. In my oh. head, it's it's very closely related to cannon fodder, but I, feel, it, I it is different. But I think they're sort of, I feel like they're sort of takes on the same brief or something like that. As I okay. recall, I, I haven't reread it yet. All right. Then uh, Mambo, which I believe <laughs> is going to be a uh, weird body horror heavy of uh, kind of detective story. Okay. I, Ooh. I, I have like sort of semi-fond memories of it, but again, I don't remember it super well. Okay. Okay. Then uh, Red Razors is making the jump from the magazine to 2000 AD. Is that which, a good thing? It's moderate. Red Razors is sort of in... A, it's in the future from Judge Dredd. It's like 2160 or something like that. Okay. Or maybe 22. It's it's way in the future from Judge Dredd. But um, it's set in East Meg 2, like sort of Ooh. former Russia. But that's become like heavily capitalized. And they worship like Americana as gods and stuff. Oh. Like the first Red Razors story dealt with... Um, the theft of the corpse of Elvis, which was worshipped like a god, you know? Okay. And Jesus. There's weird stuff involved with it. Then, okay. a pair of stories which I feel like really epitomize what people say they're not happy with when it comes to 1994. <laughs> okay. There's blood and guts, like, whatever, people being assholes, sto- uh, story about space judges, the core. Okay. And... Motherfucking Babe Race 2000. <laughs> is this is this subtext that isn't subtext, Conrad? Babe Race 2000. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> that's. I guess that's really all I can expect in terms of information. Babe Race 2000. Oh my god! So this is not okay. Babe Race. Okay. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, so that's what we got. So that's for new thrills. And then for um creators, and this might be an incomplete list. It's just me going through Barney or going through the sort of the list of upcoming creatives and being like, oh, that name doesn't sound familiar. All right, here we go. But for artists, we got uh debuts by Clint Clint Langley, Henry Flint, which is very important. He's gonna do a ton of stuff, Mark Harrison, Paul Johnson. Uh, Kevin Cullen and Emilio Frejo. Okay. And then for writers, we've got uh, David Hine, who did the art for Daudamoto, but will be doing the art and Ooh. writing for uh, for Mambo. Um, Ooh, I like that, because I love uh, Daudamoto. S- yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, it's weird. An, a, another sort of female-fronted um, story, as I recall. Great. Then uh, Steve White, Chris Stanley, Cy Spencer, who's going to do a bunch of stuff in the future, but even more than that is the 2000 AD debut of Dan Abnett. Ah! Should I be freaking out? Should I be freaking out right now? So, I mean, yeah, well, because because Dan Dan Abnett is a guy who writes a ton of stuff in modern 2000 AD, but is also kind of a general purpose, like, nerd shit author. Oh, he's cool. written <clears throat> He's written a ton of, like, I know him because he, or I knew him before because he wrote a ton of uh, really good Warhammer 40K novels. He's also man, the I writer. Really, I really wish that company would take that shit seriously. No, man. And then, and he's also he's also j- just in a bunch of uh, mainstream superhero comics work. Um, he is the writer behind the uh, current incarnation of the Guardians of the Galaxy, for instance. Oh, interesting. Okay, 
but he's just okay. a really he's like I he he's one of my favorite writers, and so I'm really excited. And one who's just gonna do an ass load of stuff in 2000 AD. So it's very much <laughs> sort of one of these times when a future when an impact player shows up on the uh, on the sh- on on a uh, on a show for the first time, you know, Exciting. or something like that. Okay, cool. Yeah, so it'll be good. And then just generally in the course of 1994, we will reach Prague 900, if you can imagine. Oh, and boy. 900 is going to be interesting because it is just one big story, Ooh, which okay. will be uh, Friday and Dread and dread crossing over through the halls oh. of time itself. Okay. Weird. And then like I... Like I mentioned, also, of course, there'll be another multi-issue crossover between 2080 and Big Meg 1, between Space Spitter and Big Meg 1. And they're, they're trying. Yeah, and also towards the end of the year, we will arrive at our, ish, our, at our episode 300. Oh, Very yeah. exciting. Going to crack Maybe, the bruise for that one, Conrad. Yeah, do some retrospectives, drink a couple bottle of wines, bottles uh-huh. of wine. You know, for episode 200, I barely survived the night. It was excellent. Good times. <laughs> we Can we talk about Road Trooper's penis? No, that was a whole different episode. Oh. I think mostly 200 is <laughs> very much me just trying to survive that episode. You know, it's in like, you, you can hear it right in the middle of like our, uh, our like skit of, of like the collection for skiz or something. We get to that episode 200 content. It's like, I'm just like, <laughs> Oh, I got to survive. This is bad. We'll make it through. <laughs> yeah. If, if I'm not we could worried. do a 24 hour fucking tornado thing, we can do this. Listen, Hey, Oh yeah. Well, we haven't done a 24 hour tornado one, but if oh, you're right, offering right. Fox, I'm sure we can find a way. No. Uh, <laughs> Fox committed to doing retro NATO. It's know, on. No. <laughs> Tornado Thon must happen. He said he'd do it. Oh, God. I don't. <laughs> Maybe more fun stuff as well. I don't know. That should take us through the rest of the year. It should be good. Exciting times in Space Spitter 1994. Oh, Christ. Contract with Thrill America, Fox. That's 1994. What the fuck? It's a Ameri- 1994 American politics joke thing contract with america i don't know anyway i was a child then <laughs> yeah listen to npr anyway thanks huh? for hanging out with us for another year of thrills everybody as always you can find yeah. space spinner 2000 on itunes to google play store spotify or our podcast site at space spinner 2000.com contact space spinner 2000 at gmail.com on the 2080 forums or our facebook and twitter pages on twitter we're at space spinner 2k Otherwise, it goes Space Spinner 2000. This show is brought to you by Steve Green, Robert Hardigam, and your friends at the 2080 Forums. If you'd like to join them and help support the show, we'd appreciate it. Check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Cradleline. That's our podcast network. Support the show. Get advanced episodes. Live it up. And come back next episode as Dread goes after the Frankenstein division. Mother <laughs> Earth gets killing. Soul Gun Warrior gets killed. Revere's oh? adventure begins, Yay. and Big Dave returns to no, be a jerk. My, why? Fuck Big Dave, yeah. Fuck Big Dave. Until then, I'm Conrad's Fox, and we are Space Spinner 2000. Fuck Big Dave. And fuck Big Dave. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I